another episode of your favorite podcast we know that you listen to lots i certainly do i love me some jordan peterson and a bit of sam harris waking up they're two good ones to check out but here you are not your average operator with me melon and my buddy mike how you doing mike pretty good man uh i think uh, i should be in that conversation about jordan peterson and stuff i i think i put out some solid gold not as uh eloquent but i think i have some uh Great perspective from the gorilla side of humanity, and uh, how was yeah? How was Jordan Peterson? I reckon he he has like you can see him talk sometimes, and you think oh he's a bit of a high minded sort of academic, but then you hear him talking about his youth up in the freaking northern oil fields in Alberta, and like a proper poor, poor, poor working class, and just grafted and got ahead, and you know most of his mates from school when he catches up with them are still you know really hard freaking blue collar men, you know, so he's got like that. And then he's got all this deep understanding of human. Yeah. You know, I write that dude. You know, for the longest time, I, I kind of found that to be slightly intimidating. I, I don't know if that's the word, but you know, if you walk into a room and you know that you're kind of, I don't know what certain words are or certain terms or how should I even talk about this topic or, or enter the conversation I kind of want to like back out of the room and be like, well, I want to go over here where I'm comfortable with other people. And from what I found, man, is that's, that's a comfort zone. And I'm like, okay, you know, I can speak in this room, but not in this room. For me personally, that's, it's kind of gotten old after a while. And now that I've been doing school, I've had amazing conversations with a lot of different really well-educated and I don't mean that as just like, you know, oh, you're so smart. We can't be friends. No, no, no. But, you know, they've lived different lives, educated by different people, great conversations. I The, the class that I'm in right now, there's eight other people that listen, listen to Dr. Jordan Peterson and Tim Ferriss and all these other guys. And it's just opened up another door and another room to enter. And I think Tony Sr. said it, but he said, you know, you never want to be the smartest person in a room. If you are, go in a new room and, and keep learning. And uh, I shared this with you prior to the episode, but uh, there was a quote from a class that I was in. And uh, it was a 30-year retired Army Special Forces guy. And he was talking about just the continuance of, of pursuing, you know, education and, and bettering yourself in all aspects of your life. And one of the things that he said was, what got you here will not get you there. And I thought that was great because yes, everything you've accomplished up to this point has made you who you are. But if you have goals, like we all should, okay, what do you need to get to that next part? Because if you look back, everything that got you to this point, you didn't know at the beginning, you didn't experience at the beginning. Right. And I thought that was such a good quote to kind of start off this week. And, and, and it really sparked a good conversation before we even started the podcast today. But uh, absolutely. I like, that. I like that one about just you saying that it was, you know, sort of like your own decision, like taking a soft thing of saying, oh, I couldn't have a conversation with those people. They're using these words or whatever. I mean, vocabulary is a thing. 
but the concepts underneath it can be explained in different words if necessary or like being being willing to be the one who's happy to make a contribution and talk to people and be like, right, I really want to get some experience from this person. Like they seem like an extraordinary human being, you know, and choosing to be like, all right, I'm willing to look a bit dumb. Like, you know, who's willing to do that? It's Joe Rogan. He's willing to say to people, I don't understand what you just said. And over time, how much smarter is he that when you look at his old stand-up and stuff, he's a total like bro back in the day. Yeah. But he's just had conversations with people and he's got a good memory and he just keeps listening and talking and like there's really something to that. And also, you know, we know that you've scratched the surface and dived into some education and you, you know, the grades you're getting are shocking you. They're certainly shocking me. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, man. Well, you know, kind of going off of what you said about Joe Rogan, you know, 10 years ago, he was on Fear Factor and he's like, your challenge of the day is to eat one pound of elk penis, you know, and now he's, now he's on there talking about national security and like the direction of, you know, what the Western world. Yeah. And it's like, and there's obviously there's limits to what you'd go to Joe for advice on, but certainly he gets amazing guests in and those conversations have done something like it's, it's really apparent if you go back and listen to some old stuff that there's been a change and being willing to put yourself out there with people who've got more knowledge than you in a certain area or people that you maybe admire and be able to put the fear away and be like, all right, well, I, I'm not going to let my fear of looking like an idiot prevent me from having an interaction with this person because I, I'm real, I'm willing to get through that. I'm willing to put that aside and, you know, face those fears and move forward. Yeah. Hey, uh, just, just before post. we continue, yeah. before we continue, the ele- there's an elephant in the room, or should we say a very slowpoke Espinosa freaking rat from south of the borders, not in the room. So what's the story there? We don't know where Raf is. Uh, we, 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 we lost him. <laughs> yeah, we, we lost him. He, he kind of went, uh, he kind of went black on us. Or brown. We turned up at the RV. We turned up at the RV. I did one orbit, and I'm like, you can't orbit at the RV. You get shot down. So I'm just like flowing. I'm doing the fence checks and proceeding into enemy territory, and Raf is not here. That's right. Raf, Raf threw out a little uh, red flag yesterday. He said, hey, maybe I can do tomorrow at this time, but uh, I might be hung over. So <laughs> that's the last we heard from him. So wherever you're at, Raf, we hope you're okay. Uh, we hope you're not in custody. And, uh, you know, <laughs> If you need anybody, don't call us because we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna let you sit in there, dude. Think about what you did. Uh, call me, call me. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Don't, don't you, don't, you don't have to be you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes or like NCIS Miami or whatever to figure out that something's gone horribly wrong with the agave juice overnight. Yeah, d- don't waste your one phone call on us because we ain't helping you. We're just gonna make fun of you and then put it on the podcast. You just know if the popo have rolled in. They've just, they would have seen him in his flannelette shirt and his John Deere hat. And they would have been like, that's the guy. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to talk. He would have been giggling in a high pitched way. And they just would have been like, come with us, mate. That's, that's exactly right. Oh. It's the tear tattoos. It's the tear tattoos next to his eye. The Cholo stuff. That's right. Misspent youth. So anyway, Raf, we don't miss you. We had a little, we had a little, we, we did delay. We orbited once at the RV. But as they say in in the Air Force, I piss on the grave of the guy who dies in the rear attack. You never hang around over enemy area. You continue. And so we'll see you next Tuesday, mate. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on to bigger and better things, uh, which, you know, 
where we want to get to. Raf obviously isn't there yet. Uh, we wanted to start off talking a little bit about some goals with Not Your Average Operator in the podcast uh, for at least the next two months and seven days here in uh, our 2022 goals. So we've done an episode on goals and and, and setting things, and we thought we'd, we'd kind of open up and, and share just a couple of those with, with all of you out there and our listeners. And, you know, we, we really want to jump in and stay committed to our mission statement, which is putting out relevant topics, having having and encouraging great discussions and helping everybody from the military to first responders and honestly, everyday people. And we we think we're on the right track. Uh, we'd love to continue to hear from you, but we thought we'd uh, go ahead and share just a couple of reviews from uh, some of our listeners over, over the last year and change. Uh, just so everybody's aware, there's a there's a, a like a firewall up or something between Apple Podcasts and Australia and the U.S. So Melon's going to read a few from Australia. I'm going to read some from the U.S. And as you'll listen, you can hear that that they're not just from military, but they're from literally everybody, uh, all walks of life. So we're trying to we're trying to do the, you know, put your your goals out in public where people can then hold you accountable for whether you've achieved them or not. So we're, we're doing the whole dreaded tell everyone what you actually want to achieve here. We certainly get a lot out of um, these conversations just from the conversation themselves. Like we talk like this pretty much all the time, the three of us, whenever we get the frigging, the drunken Mexican rat in. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not three, it's two. And, and we love the ones we have with guests. Like that, that conversation with Liz last week about male mentoring women, who knew that that was actually an issue and who knew that, if you get into it, you can actually blow that out of the water and get some process around it. So in the conversation, we get a lot out of it. And then we and then when we get feedback, just I'm just going to let everyone know that there have been, uh, definitely we know of two suicides that have been prevented from people who have listened to our podcast. And they're ones that we know directly about. We have a lot of hard stories that we do here that we're making a difference for people out there who are dealing with real life. And when we hear those things, we, we recommit to just keep doing this while, while we, while we feel that we're making a difference. We're never making a dollar out of this. There's no advertising. There's no point when, you know, we'll be sharing our darkest moment that we'll cut to an ad. Um, you know, we, we fund this ourselves and we're just really, motivated to try and make a difference in our community we, and we feel like this is a community that benefits from what we have to say and that understand us when we speak and laughs at our stupid jokes so um yeah what we want to do is by the end of the year uh we want to have 100 ratings ideally on apple Podcasts, and we want 50 reviews so we've got a lot of five star ratings at the moment so if you can if they're not five keep them to yourself you can send us a message and tell us you can send us a message and we'll try and improve the area that you didn't like, but yeah, a hundred five-star ratings would be great. And 50 written reviews across Australia and uh, the U S which um, who knew Apple had a war between those two countries, but that's what we want. Ideally a hundred ratings, 50 reviews. And uh, every time we hear a positive story about an impact that's been made, we know there's policemen driving around hard parts of, the world listening to the podcast in between taking tough calls. We know there's firemen listening in stations. There's military people listening on the way to work, on the way home. And there's 
family men and women, you know, getting in episodes here and there in between sorting out the kids or getting off to a, a business meeting. So there's all, all walks of life. And, you know, hearing that there's some difference being made out there really does lift us up. So, Mike, you want to read a couple? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I really enjoy these too. I save them all just so everybody know, because I love, you know, when I'm having a hard day, I go back and I read people's reviews and, you know, re- really see the the good coming out of them. So uh, I got three different ones from three different types of people, just so you can hear that they're all not just military or anything. Uh, the first one is from, uh, uh, her name is Tara. Uh, She said, I have zero military anything, and yet I can't get enough of this podcast. The guys bring real life experiences that resonate with even a young mom raising two little men. Really appreciate what they are doing and the messages they are bringing to the table. Can't recommend this podcast enough. So there it is. She's I I know her. She's uh, late 20s. She's married. She has two little sons, raising them to be young little men. And there's so much that goes into their life uh, that, you know, she shared and be like, Hey, I love the topic and related. And maybe that can make me a better mother, a better wife, you know, everything in that. So I thought that was really great. It's Um, funny. It is funny hearing how many women listen to the the podcast and like we've consistently been told that it's given them an insight into, you know, masculinity or what men are like when we, (laughs) when the girls aren't there, you know, No, absolutely. And knuckles are dragging on the ground together. Yeah, it's it's very hard to have a man open up about his feelings. That's just the damn truth, you know. Uh, I'm not I'm not exempt from that. Neither is Melon uh, or Raf or anybody. Uh, it's very hard to open up as a man because there's so much pressure on yourself, which is probably the most, but also society with family responsibilities. Uh, you are supposed to be this rock pillar a hundred percent of the time and it's just not possible so you know i i read a i read a uh, statistic that there's such an, a huge increase of mental breakdowns among men and if you ask the simple question of how many times do you cry a week you'll probably get a lie which is like i don't cry which is complete bullshit um there's a lot of people that you know they'll lock themselves in the room and just ball their eyes out because that's their safe space and they can freaking let it go but that's that's the honest truth you know i've seen some of the hardest men on this planet break down and cry you know um i don't consider myself one of the hardest men on the planet but i've had my share of breakdowns where i ball my eyes out so um to have a woman be able to listen to a man talk about those things is probably a relief to help her understand maybe what her um you know family member spouse or maybe kids are, are going through so I think that's a great review. All right, I've got one for you on that topic. Yeah. So this is uh, from Aussie1479, Insightful Conversations. An incredible insight into how the impacts of everyday life have been experienced through the eyes of the elite. When we break it down, we're all human, no matter what the role we play in society. Men have feelings as well. Sharing them allows others to relate, which allows others to feel safe or normal. A genuine chat that resonates on multiple levels. Wow. That, that pops out as leadership off. to me. You know, t- we've had Tony Senior come on and talk about leadership and men mentoring women. So I think that feeds great into what we've been talking about is, you know, if, if a man's viewed as a leader and as a mentor, you know, as most experienced for whatever you want to call it, 
uh, open, showing others that it's okay to open up and talk about those things is going to influence other men, but also women and being able to, Hey, we can talk about that too. There's, there's a lot, we know there's, um, you know, pressure on the different genders, you know, like mum, mother guilt. We all know that all that advertising to make the mums feel terrible about themselves and, you know, get out there and do more and, and so on. And there's also those unrealistic beauty pressure on women specifically. And we know that that really affects people and it has done since advertising began, make people feel bad and they'll buy your jeans or they'll buy your perfume or whatever. One of the things for men, I think, is an unrealistic expectation of being being a, a provider, being a strong person and having that facade, you know, and that you can't ever let anyone see that you're having a hard time. I reckon that that is a very, very common um, misconception among men. And the more we can all talk about it, perhaps we can help break these things down. In the same way, we can talk about, you know, horrendous false beauty standards where you've got the most beautiful women in the world of training and dieting and everything else and still photoshopping and then putting it on their Instagram, which is taken by a professional photographer with a $10 million camera and then photoshopping it and then pretending that that's a selfie taken with an iPhone to make everyone else feel terrible. It's, you know, we can all talk about these things. Yeah. How, how many, how many men post, Hey, I had the worst day today. I made five terrible decisions that hurt my family and myself. And I'm one of the biggest pieces of trash on the face of the planet. How many posts of those do you see? Every, yeah. we'll just say every year, probably not too many. You'll, you'll get the, uh, Hey, hold my hand, fake smile. Let's take a picture. So everybody else thinks we're happy. And then we'll go back to being miserable. You know, that's, that's no way to live. <laughs> and, you, and you see the, uh, the instances of breakdown that occur when unemployment spikes among men who are not able to provide for their family. And that's mm-hmm. a real, that's a real thing. Leads to a yeah. lot of suicide. Absolutely. You got another one there, Mike? Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit. Uh, this one is uh, from a guy I grew up, well, way back in like middle school, I met him and stuff, but we haven't talked in years. And here he reached out a while ago and and put a post, but he's a law enforcement officer uh, as well. And he said, uh, I've been listening since episode five. You all have already unknowingly guiding me, and I'm sure countless others, out of psych- out of a psychological hole and really refocus on life's true priorities. Really, you've helped me get out of my own way. I'm looking forward to, this is at the time, episode 20, keep up the good work, men. So this is from back in November uh, when he was listening, but he still listens. And that coming from a law enforcement officer and the amount of stuff that law enforcement has put up with and had to deal with over the last two years, we'll, we'll just keep it in that time frame, has been insurmountable. So I can't imagine some of the stresses that goes on mentally, physically, emotionally with all the stuff that they see on a daily basis, plus everything else compounded. Uh, so to hear, you know, uh, out of a psychological hole is something that we can all relate to. And I think sharing some of those psychological holes, one allows you to know that one, hey, you know, you're not by yourself now that we're all going through a psychological hole at one space or, or one space or time or another. And one of the biggest things that's helped me and Melon and Raf has been to talk about it and to discuss how we got out of the hole or how we're currently getting out of the hole and share those things. And, and that's one of our mission statements is we're not here to wow you and oh flashes of look at me and all this stuff. No, we could care less about that. It's 
to inspire you to get out of the hole, to show you the framework to get out of the hole, how to become better, how, how to achieve something maybe you haven't achieved before or even thought you could deal with. Um, so that's our goal. So to hear that from, from this guy is, is very inspiring. I find it cool to think of, um, cause we've, we've been told this, we've received this feedback, the guys are putting it on in the, like in the car, you know, the, the black and white, it's got the blue and red on the roof and they're, you know, on a quiet run, they got, they're listening to us talk about this kind of stuff. And it's interesting to think of yourself listening to a podcast and thinking about the other people around the world, listening to the same one, like right across in literally the four corners of the globe. So here's another one from uh, Down Under, insightful and honest from Go Go Mouse. Fascinating and insightful discussion between three men shared with such honesty. Very interesting listening and so timely, given so many of us are being impacted in different ways by current global events. Hmm. Global events are going to continue yes. impacting all of us, right? And... Um, it's funny when you've had this many conversations, like we've spent, we have spent a lot of time together, the three of us talking. We talk a lot in between episodes as well, but there's not really anywhere to hide. And because I knew Raf so well before we got together and he and Mike knew each other so well, there's very little ability to have a facade. Like I don't know how you could actually maintain a, a BS facade after, you know, sort of heading towards a year and a half now. Huh. So, you know, I just want you guys to know that Mike is actually like this all the time. He's a freaking idiot. <laughs> but, but like just the sharing, the sharing about the hard times is probably the key. Um, so that honesty uh, piece was really uh, like I really appreciated that, that particular feedback. Yeah, and just talking about a global, global issues and whatever, this podcast came from a global issues and whatever, you know, is uh, the whole reason. I mean, Mellon was sitting in, you know, over in Saudi for six months alone by himself without his family. So he was coming home from work to an empty house every single night on a compound that was limited of like kind of where he could go, what he could do, amenities, like all this other stuff. So Mellon was in his own psychological hole of having to come home to the walls talking all the time. And he's overseas away from his Australian home and his family and everything else. So he was going through a hard time and uh, we chose, it was a choice. All right. I like to put that out there, but it was a choice for the three of us to come together the way we did and build something positive uh, that ultimately has lifted us to new heights that the three of us never thought probably were possible. And we are better men. Uh, we're better friends. We're better family. We're everything now a year and a half later uh, because we made the choice to find a positive out of a negative so it's something as well it's really like i said this a long time ago but committing to having a conversation that continues and we know we're going to have this every week is a it's a big thing like we all know that we're committed and there are times when we're tired and work and family and whatever pile up but we sort of we make the effort to get together and do it and it it's it's interesting where it gets to after this amount of time, you know, and I just, I encourage people to do this with their own, their own friends. I'm glad you said that because the, the next review that I'm about to read, one is from a fellow operator. So I'll, I won't name him, uh, but he's a solid dude. So shout out to you. You know who you are, but this is great. And listen to what he says in the last part of it. And kind of goes with what you said, Melon. He said, just finished listening to episode 66, Dead Reckoning. 
It really resonated with me, especially the comments around operators and no doubt military guys and girls in general, deriving our identity from our careers and struggles to separate the two. Separately, my week often feels a little off kilter if I don't set aside time to listen to Not Your Average Operator. Keep up the awesome work, right? So great connection there between operators and people like myself, but also connections as men and everything else. And, and really, like he said, having the hard time separating between career and self and your identity. That's, that's so tough for so many people out there. Uh, but also separately, you know, feeling off kilter of not having this conversation. Well, I don't want to take away from our podcast because, you know, we love sharing these conversations with with all of you out there. But I think what he means is it's so nice to have something to look forward to that's going to be positive and that can be a conversation. We've heard a lot of times that people that listen into this, that it's like sitting in the room with us just having a conversation. Well, you can have this on your own too. So, and we encourage that. So if you're sitting there with people that you work with, with family, with friends, throw together a night on a certain night and be like, hey, we're, let's get together for an hour or go out and do something positive and have conversations like this. Because I agree with this review and we all do. If we miss a week where we don't talk all week and we get together on the weekend when we record, we're, we all feel off. We're like, dude, my week wasn't as good as it could have been because we didn't talk about certain things or share certain things that were going to make us better. And we feel it. So I think that's great that we're not the only ones, that everybody else out there looks forward to this conversation that we have. And, uh, you know, we encourage you to do it as well. And you can make your own. We've had uh, comms with this individual, this operator offline and, He's got all the other pressures too. He's a father providing, taking kids to sporting activities and, you know, considering his next job, which could be an unaccompanied job, you know. So people in fly and fly out mining or driving trucks and having time away from their family, that experience is being shared by people that, you know, probably if you had a chat with them, you'd really, you'd be like, fuck me, that's a, for starters, that's a big dude <laughs> and very capable. But, you know, a routine and a conversation, being part of a routine does help. And 100% what you were just saying there, Mike, I always feel a bit weird when we when we sometimes batch. We do a couple of episodes when we know we're going to have a week where we're, we're going to struggle to get together. And I like it when it's a routine. Yeah. So if you're happy, I'll go with the next one. Yes, please. It is great listening, raw, insightful, and inspiring, whether you're suffering from the unintended consequences of life or think you have it all sorted out. There's guidance and assurance for all of us in this podcast. I highly recommend the subscription. I don't it's know funny, what to say it? that. That's humbling. That's humbling. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard, I haven't read your, the American reviews and you haven't, you haven't seen these Australian ones. They're pretty good, right? Go the Aussies. I reckon we're, we're holding our own here. <laughs> That's <Yep>. good. <laughs> yep. Whether you're suffering from the unintended consequences or you, whether you think you've got it all sorted. Probably, probably neither of those things are actually true. You know, like you're probably 
not just at the end of life impacting you. There's probably power you can take back and you can affect your life. And then there's those other times when you think you're at the top of the mountain and you're getting that little sense of got it all sorted. And that's when you trip over the next day, right? So it's never that high and it's never that low. Like you're somewhere in the middle. As a as a Saudi sailor, you got to hold the stick by the middle. And they're talking about a big tree branch. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of a quote that I, that I actually had in, in my class, uh, in a conversation that I had the last week and, uh, kind of to that point where you, you think you got it all figured out and that's my, that's my lane and I'm, I'm solid in this, but you're looking down the other eight lanes and you're like, not so solid. Right. But that's your comfort zone. And this quote, it says, uh, I don't need a combat leader. I need a leader with combat experience. And the way that translates to me, not just with work, but to life is I don't want to be the expert in just one lane because yes, in that lane, I will do very, very well, very well, but the other ones, they're going to suffer and I'm not going to be a leader in those lanes. And the people that follow me aren't going to want to follow me. They're, they're not going to trust me. They're not going to look up to me. They're not going to, I'm not going to be in their circle. I'm not going to be have that intimate relationship that I, that I want to, whether it's my family or anything else. So, uh, you know, personally, I, I took it upon myself to think about it and I kind of want to be a chameleon leader. I want to be able to approach something, my principles, my character, everything else. And I want to be able to be thrown into any situation, whether it's family work or some other lane there that I talked about, and I want to be able to thrive. I'm not going to have all the answers. I'm not going to always know what I'm doing. I'm not going to be confident all the time, but I will be confident is that I'm not going to give up, that I'm going to figure things out, that I that I still want to succeed. I'm still going to aim for that North Star. And that's one thing that everybody can know about me is I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit in my pursuit to be a leader in all aspects. Go ahead, Melon. Just so you guys all know this, the school that Mr. Mike's doing is not like, I mean, I'm sure they eat a few crowns in there, but it's it's special forces operators from around the world getting together and uh, honing their skills and building some strategic experience. Can you just read the quote one more time? I don't need a combat leader. I need a leader with combat experience. So for me, if you're thinking, you know, many of the listeners, not military background, if you could think about crisis times, maybe in a family or in a business. And I'm hearing you don't want the person to be the way they are in the middle of the crisis, in the middle of the crisis when the pressure's on and, you know, blood's high. And that's, that's not what we want. We want the people who have had those experiences and then that experience is, is on board with them in the day-to-day, -day. the 99% of your life when it's routine, getting the job done, planning, you're aware of how bad things can get. So you, you're de-risking stuff the whole time. You're building relationships out so that later on when you need it, you can draw on those things. You know, you're establishing a relationship with the medevac people, like we heard Mike say last week with Liz, bantering and running around with dressed up like Taliban inside the medevac so that when you need them, the medevac people know you and they've got that personal connection that that's so much more reliable. So if you just think rather than combat experience, you can think about, crisis leadership or crisis behavior versus having had that in the background. I reckon that's an excellent uh, framework for life.
Yeah. Did you have any? Did you have any more reviews, or is that three each? We're done. Yeah, I, I think that's good. If, if anybody good else, is, yeah, if anybody else is curious to look at the other ones, they're on Apple Podcasts on Australia and the uh, the US one because there's a se- separation. But feel free to go on there and check out our reviews. Uh, seriously, r- write a review. Tell us what you think. Give us topic ideas. Maybe you know somebody that's struggling. Maybe we can have them on the show and have an open conversation or bring you in on it. Like we're not just about getting, you know, five-star type personalities on here, like everybody else. Like we want to hear from everyday people, people. going, going yeah. through the real stuff. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no shiny glamor with some of the responsibilities and jobs and experience. And we're up for a, we're up for a debrief, you know, like you can really give it to us. We're, we're ready. We really want to uh, make sure that we're honing our skills, iron sharpening iron. Absolutely. All right. So did you want to move on to the next chunk of the episode for today, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, we'll talk about leadership. Go ahead. Lead us off on uh, this week's topic there, Melon. So this one was um, a question and it's what are your beliefs? And this came out actually from a Jordan Peterson podcast and book, and I've listened to him a lot. And he contends that we all have opinions about our beliefs, but that many of us are wrong about them in actuality. And we think we believe a certain thing. However, when push comes to shove, we might act in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so his position is if you want to know what you actually believe, then you have to observe what you do. And so you might have a belief in the importance of integrity or the importance of you know, a man's word is as strong as oak, strong as iron. But then you might have a few relationships in your rear vision mirror where you perhaps have not delivered on something you've said. And so his thing is you to get to what your real beliefs are, it takes a bit of like hall of mirrors behavior to really sit and be like, what do I actually do? What is... What are my actions like reliably over time? And it's funny now, mid forties at 45, a bit more time under my belt than before. I'm more clear on what my actual values are and I know where I'm reliable and I know where I've got areas to work on. But those times when I've delivered to friends in need and stuff like that, I know I've done that in the past and I can rely on that in the future. And so this is as good a reason as any to really crunch down on that. Uh, the times when we have those breakdowns, breakdown in integrity, breakdown in whatever, whatever the breakdown is, because no shit, that stuff's going to be in your future. And if you can address it, you've got something in the background, you've got like a foundation or a bank account that you've deposited good solid behavior into that you can look at and you can really lean on when you need it. So, what do you think about that one, Mike? What are your beliefs? We all have opinions about our beliefs and many are wrong in actuality. Yeah. Well, you brought it up. There's, there's, you know, I'll, I'll say mental, there's mental thoughts, there's physical thoughts, you know, saying, thinking versus doing. Uh, maybe thinking or saying something can be the do. There's a lot of like back and forth right there. But, uh, man, I, I'm, on, I'm on a real quote thing uh, this week. A lot of stuff. 
but I, I've had great conversations, like you said, with some of the best uh, operators from around the world uh, that are all in this class with me. And I hear some really good stuff. Uh, one of the quotes was, I argue really well. Just ask any of my remaining friends. <laughs> right. But I think that goes, I think that goes. Just side again. Side again. Side again. I argue really well. Just ask any of my remaining friends. Right. So that, that, that kind of brings it up as a belief thing. So it could be your beliefs about who's the best football team. It could be, hey, who, who's the best mentor? Hey, what's the best way to do this? Well, I believe, insert whatever. And we all basically what we think is we always think we're right. OK, like we think that our belief is always the right way because we're comfortable, you know, <laughs> however you want to look at. Uh, another quote, I don't know if people know George Carlin, maybe some of the older generation, but famous stand-up stand comedian and always talked. And he said, have you ever noticed that anybody driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone going faster than you is a maniac? <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's so true, right? And I just... I've heard the same thing. I've heard the same thing with people who have more or less intimate relations with people. The ones who have more... Uh, there's a bad word for them. And the ones who have less, there's a bad word for them too. Correct. Yeah. So again, it's all about, it's all about your, you're always right. We always want to believe what I say is right because I've experienced this and that and whatever. So that means I'm the golden child and whatever you believe, eh, maybe not so much, but thanks for sharing. Uh, I don't, I challenge myself not to approach it like that anymore. So one thing that you also mentioned is kind of like evaluating yourself and then looking external to it. Um, professionally, one thing that I love to do is peer evals. So I get, I, I gemmed up a peer evaluation. That's a rating of, uh, oh, there's like a one, a 1.3, a three, a 3.5 and a five. And I wrote down all these characteristics about integrity, character, work ethic, the whole deal really specific to my job. And I will fill it out truthfully in what I think of where I'm at. Okay. So it's like, well, I think I'm good at this. I think I'm really good at this. And I go through and I look at it and I see my score at the bottom. Then what I do is I give the same paper out to everybody in my group and I go, okay, now you guys honestly rate me. And I'm going to see how well they match up. And if there's some drastic difference, then I need to let go of my ego and all that other crap and go, okay, there's a problem here. Why am I thinking I'm doing so well or that my beliefs are the way they are? And I think I'm doing a great job or I think I'm, I'm right or this, that, whatever. But my people and my actions are saying that I'm not meeting the mark. So there's an issue. Uh, Is that you, you guys might remember the Mac Daddy the JTAC Hornet pilot instructor, trumpet player, <laughs> such a strange combo of, of things. He and I both worked with the same guy. Uh, Crossy was one of my students. And then Mac was ahead of him. He actually flew with Dalla as well. I was his first ever instructor. And then D Dalla instructed him first thing on the, on the Hawk. And then he went off and he was in, he was a fighter comp instructor. So the equivalent of Top Gun in Australia. And he was on staff with the Mac daddy on the Australian Hornet conversion unit and this guy's like as i say in australia the top of the wazza like he's effectively number one in his generation like he is very young to be in the position he's in and he is well respected and he would just come in and sit with mac 
and be like, so how do you teach the guys landings? Or what keywords do you use when you're teaching this stage in the dogfight? And Mac would just be like, you know, I'm older than you, but you are super qualified and well on your way in all these areas. And it was just over time, he's like, this, this is the reason that this guy is so good because he never acted like he was that good. He was always like, I can learn something here and I can improve and I don't have it all. And there's people around me with all this experience that I can tap into. And so being willing to be like, you know what, I don't, my belief is, as, as everyone does, that I'm right and I know things. And if you like, well, no, that might not be the case. There's a really good quote from Alan Locos. Don't believe everything you think. Thoughts are just that. Thoughts. You know, and how many times have we had beliefs about stuff that you later find out, you know, was wrong and you got new information and you improved your reasoning and, you know, you just got to look back at yourself as a teenager or relationships you had in your early 20s, for example, you know, where you thought you had it all figured out. So what are your beliefs? Yeah, and, you know, to add a layer onto there, uh, it's something I try to find an example of at least once a day, whether it's on the news or the media, which I, I freaking hate the news because it's all negative all the time. But I try to learn from it and try to see why some things are happening. And, you know, we always talked about it's it's so easy to respond than understand. So an example I use is, you know, it's just like saying, well, this isn't hard. You know, that shouldn't, that's so obvious. This shouldn't be a hard thing. But why is this person saying it's hard? There's a reason. Okay. All right. Start digging deeper. Why is it hard to them? Okay. Why can't you learn this? Why isn't so? Well, it could be anything from like, maybe they had an injury when they were little and they can't fully function. And just learning how to read, for example, is, is a challenge for them. So my heart and their heart is completely different. Does that make me right? No. Like, I understand now. Or if I'm looking at, you know, uh, if I'm looking at a Christmas tree and it's green, right? Majority of people are say it's green. Am I going to get in an argument with a person that's literally fighting me up and down saying that tree is brown? And I'm going to go, no, no, no. I'm telling you it's freaking green, right? My belief is that it is green. Am I right? Yes. What I don't know is that person's colorblind. So or they're talking about the, or they're talking about the tree trunk. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd be specific. I'd be like, what color? Do you know what I mean? But I mean, like a child. You might be talking with a child, a kid. Like that's an example where you can have your whole point of view, your perspective. You know, the old you got a cup, just a coffee mug, and it's got the handle. And if you, if I have the handle facing on my side, so you can't see it, if you were to describe it that cup you would describe a, a cylinder and I'd describe a cylinder with a handle and would both be correct, but we would not be saying the same thing. Right. And it's not often in life that we're like, no, 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 that other person can be correct and I can be correct. Or it might be that that other person has information that I don't have because you start off with the whole, I've got all the information already. It's so apparent. So, so I have a question for, for everybody. If you think, you know, social media, everything that we're fed today, information-wise, everything is face value. We'll, we'll call it level one, right? We're just mm. looking at the first layer, the first level. 
Clickbait. Clickbait. Do we think that anything can be fully understood by level one or layer one? No, there's no chance. No chance. You just got to think in your own area of expertise, how much information there is needed to get to mastery in any one, you know, one of a million areas in life. Relationships, parenting, any kind of career. So the challenge, right, at least for myself, my belief is that I need to choose where I, I want to go down the rabbit hole of layer two, layer three, layer four, and invest my time and energy to help me understand the things maybe I'm not that well in, maybe I don't understand, uh, things that I need to make better. I can choose where to dwell and figure out the lessons, the understanding in order to how to fix things or, or make them better. Um, imagine if I'm wasting my time going down something that has no bearing on my life or no direct impact on me, my family, whoever. And I'm just going down to level 10, down the rabbit hole that's never going to end. And that is not positive. I'm not getting good you know, feedback from it. And it's just crushing me. Like, what am I doing? You know, like. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're talking about like a selecting in, in pilot instructing, we talk about direction of attention. So there's so many things happening as you're flying along at high speed that trying to teach someone to do an aerobatic maneuver or whatever, there's too many things to look at. And so you have to go through and very selectively direct their attention to the right thing at the right time. And if your eyes are on the altimeter when it should be on the airspeed, you're going to miss the key bit of information you needed. So if you are not careful, and certainly I know that this happens to all of us on social media, you freaking click and follow something. I see what you're saying, but you can end up in a rabbit war and you spend hours on stuff that's gotten no benefit to you. That's right. Where I thought you were saying was that social media, mainstream news, they want to put everything into super simple black and white terms and they want outrage because all the algorithms on all the social media platforms show consistently that outrage gets the most people, uh, the most time online. So they make something very simple and outrageous. And, you know, you could read that and think you, you've got a good grasp of the issue from the headline. You know, like there's, not, there's nothing in life, there's nothing in life that you can understand that can be reduced down that, that much. Right. Especially when it's a complex thing where people have failed for years, you know, like top minds have been working on stuff. Yeah. But it's not to say that if you get into that particular topic that you can't get a deep understanding of something and, you know, you can bring something new to the to the picture or you'll see what the challenges really are. Like parenting, you know, before you have kids, you're like, man, look at those kids. They're terribly behaved, you know, like my kids will never be like that. And then you have kids yourself. You know, following on to the quote thing, man, and, and it's a good point, but, you know, doing something like this digging where it may be uncomfortable to sit down and try to understand beliefs of other people and maybe trying to understand yourself is, is uncomfortable. And that's good. Mm. We always encourage uncomfortableness because it means you're growing out of the damn shell that you've been and you're going to grow and expand out of it and be something better. I, one thing that I read and it said, uh, being uncomfortable is okay, but you don't have to be a, the best of the best or the, or the expert in your field to be able to try something or to build something. And it was great because it said Noah's Ark was built by amateurs. 
Titanic was built by professionals. And I was like, Ooh, one, that's a, that's a solid burn on them guys. But, you know, but two, it, it's true. You don't have to be this polished product and have all these degrees and all this crazy stuff in order uh, to be successful or to understand how to do things or try new things, whatever. Uh, so if your belief system is related to that, then I highly suggest and challenge you to, to change it. That just because you're not at the top tier doesn't mean that you can't do and, and create amazing things, whether it's materials or relationships or anything else. Like you can, you can do it too. Um, but it will also benefit you not to do it by yourself. That's, that's a key part too. So there are a lot of people spending money on qualifications that are not necessarily going to generate any benefit for anyone. And you can tell because those people don't tend to earn much money, right? A society is going to reward people who solve problems. And there are people who can invest tens of thousands of dollars and more gaining academic qualifications and putting off into the future the doing, you know, so like you don't need, you don't need the fanciest degree on the wall before you can get in there and do, do stuff with your hands or make a start or, you know, you don't need the relationship counseling to be like, you know what, I'm an asshole and I can take responsibility for that behavior and that conversation I had on Friday night with my wife. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of things inside your power right now. And you don't need the fancy words like Mike was saying at the start of that conversation with the academics or whatever. You can just get in there and speak from the heart and be honest and, you know, clumsy and let them know, just be real with someone and let them know that you know that you're the freaking asshole and take responsibility and build something. Well, here's here's a belief, right? And And it's a question to everybody that's listening. So at least when I was coming out of high school, the belief was you cannot be successful unless you go to college and get a degree in something. My question now, and I'm not, I'm not putting college down or education, I'm not, but this was, this was the belief that was strongly, strongly pushed. Uh, how many people out there spent all that time and money on a degree and you're doing a job now that you love that doesn't even relate to that? or you never used your degree to go and pursue that, right? There, I find that so often. And now the push or the belief is we need people that can do trades. We need more trade people that can get in, the, get in and create things in the tech, the tech world, especially, but, you know, mm-hmm. but also plumbing, carpentry, housing, and, and how to do your daily survival stuff, right? Because everybody's used to them pushing a button and somebody shows up and, and fixes your, your house or whatever, right? So now it's the whole belief system has changed. Was it wrong? Is it wrong? I don't know. That's a question that you can ask, but you can see the influence that, well, they said it. They said that this, this should be the new belief. All right. Well, one, who is they? All right. I think people say that as a, as a blanket just to be like, well, I heard it somewhere and that's they. No, no, no. Really look at who's putting that belief in your head. And then evaluate it and be like, does this fit for me? You know, I heard, and again, another quote is, you know, this wasn't the best decision for everyone, but it was the right decision for me. And, mm. and that's powerful. That's great because you know where your beliefs are, where you align with and what your goals are. Go ahead, I like a good, one from, a good one from last week with Liz around the male mentoring female, that there's heaps of men who don't want to do it. We've got the Me Too 
we've got a lot of people being concerned about being perceived to have an inappropriate relationship. And so therefore, people are not putting the time and effort into developing people who benefit from it. And yet, if you address that belief and you set some structures in place and keep things transparent and open and you know professional, everyone can benefit from that relationship. Super simple belief that heaps of people have. All right. Well, I'm going to let you do the wrap-up because I reckon we're just about at that stage. Ooh, put me on the spot. So Melon usually does these and he does them great, but I'm going to take your challenge. All right, so today uh, we recap on reviews and our pursuit for people that, you know, we want to really reach out to all of you and make a positive impact and a difference. And, you know, if you don't get your answer, then we encourage you to listen, take away some of the framework and find your right answer and, and what's good for you, which ultimately led to the beliefs. So ask yourself, what are my beliefs and what do I do? What do I think is right? And then I highly encourage you to bounce them off the people that are in your circle. Uh, it's kind of the checkbox, but you could do that with, you know, I use the self-evaluation and peer evaluation, which is the exact same pieces of paper. See where you think you're, you're at and then where everybody else is telling you you're at uh, with honesty. Be prepared for bad feedback and be ready to re-attack and adjust those, um, those bad reviews in there. Uh, also, we just kind of went over and talked about uh, some examples about beliefs from uh, encouraged by Dr. Jordan Peterson, going throwing some quotes out there. Um, there was a lot of them, so I don't know if I can cover them all, but I argue really well, just ask of any of my remaining friends. So your beliefs <laughs> may not always be right. All right, so go from, from there. Uh, I don't need a combat leader. I need a leader with combat experience. So encouraging you to get out there and be a leader in all aspects uh, of life. And uh, I'll just finish out with this for the review and the melon, but uh, advice is free. You don't have to take it, but there's a reason we're giving it to you. Right. I, I thought that was a, a last one to slide in there at the end. And that's what all of this is, is, is advice. This is uh, lessons learned from some hard times and, and the confusing times, but uh, you can take it or leave it or throw it away or make fun of it, or you can leave a review and let us know about it. So uh, that, that would be my suggestion. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good summary, man. The one point I was going to say was if you're looking for what your beliefs actually are, observe your behavior. So look at your behavior over the past. Awesome. So we still haven't heard from Tio. He's still he's asleep underneath a bush somewhere, I reckon, with a sombrero over his head and a piece of straw in his teeth. I hope, man. Uh, he actually, he viewed the message. Uh, I'm showing it. To alive. He viewed it, but he hasn't commented because he's being heard. <laughs> he, That's, it, as long it, as he's alive, as long as he's alive, we can give him more shit. That's fine. It's that moment right. when you wake up late for work and you look at your clock and you go, <gasps> oh no. And your heart sinks. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah. Yep. Suck it, TM. Well, <laughs> 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 right. Until next week, we'll see you then. <laughs>